I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hi, and welcome to the special edition of All Things Catholic. This week in the Catholic Church, Franciscan friars and sisters from around the world are celebrating the Feast of the Stigmata of St. Francis. It happens every year on September 17th, where the Franciscans remember that great event when Francis received the marks of Christ in his body, the Stigmata. But what is the Stigmata? Why do some saints and mystics receive the Stigmata and What difference does that make for my spiritual life today? That's what we're going to look at in this special edition, which was recorded outside in the Tuscan countryside last year after my visit to Laverna, Italy, where Francis received the stigmata. Hi, today I am walking on a beautiful evening here in the Tuscan countryside here in Italy, and I just had the chance to come down from Mount Laverna today. Now, I don't know if you know about Mount Laverna, but it's a very significant place in the life of St. Francis, a place where he did a lot of prayer and fasting, but most of all, it's where he received the stigmata. And that's what I want to talk about with you. Have you ever heard about the stigmata, some saints and mystics receiving these bodily marks Uh, of pain and suffering, participating in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. What is the significance of the stigmata? What is it? How did it work? And theologically, why might some saints and mystics be drawn into Christ's sufferings in this unique way? Most of all, I want to share with you what difference does this make for our lives today? What, 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 what difference does it make that St. Francis had the stigmata? How does that help me with my own walk with Jesus Christ as a Christian in the 21st century? That's what we're going to look at today. But first, let me tell you about my visit up to Lavernus. It's in, uh, up in the mountains, and we drove about a good hour today up into the mountain region. Lots of twists and turns up there, but it was just spectacular. So quiet, so peaceful, so beautiful. You, you can walk these grounds and imagine St. Francis, why he he wanted to go here uh, and to pray here. Uh, There's a sign as you enter into the area. It says this, the beauty and holiness of this place calls for silence, attention, and respect. I love that sign when I came in and I saw that uh, in the Italian, but it's just beautiful because first of all, just uh, on a natural level, even if you're not a very devout Christian or you're not religious at all, you will appreciate the beauty of Laverna. In fact, it's part of the national uh, the national forest area here in, in, in Italy. And you saw many hikers and bikers going up into this general area. But when you walk into the very grounds where Francis had walked, you see that the beauty is not just on the natural level. It's beautiful because of what God did there in this great saint. It's beautiful for the, the exemplary holiness uh, that, that, that Francis had, but most of all, what he received at this very place, that unique participation in Christ's suffering known as the stigmata. He's the first that we know about to receive this. Let me tell you a little bit about that, the stigmata. Let's just talk about that. What does that word mean? Stigmata is the plural of the Greek word stigma, which means mark or a brand. So in the Catholic tradition, it describes the bodily marks or sores that certain saints or mystics experience in locations that correspond to where Jesus received his wounds 
on Good Friday. So you think of the the nails going through Jesus's hands and his wrists, uh, his feet. Uh, you think of uh, the sword going through Jesus's side. Uh, some some saints have also experienced a, a mark on their head, which might correspond then to the crowning with thorns. And you may have heard of other saints like Saint Padre Pio or Saint Gemma having received the stigmata. Many many different men and women experiences experiencing this over the centuries. Saint Francis was the first that we know about. And let me tell you his story. That's the saint I want to focus on in his experience of the stigmata. That's the saint that uh, who I, whose footsteps I was walking in today. So let's think about what happened there in Laverna. 1224 AD. That's where I want to take you back to. 1224 AD, two years before Francis's death. He was going up to Laverna for like a retreat to make a 40-day period of fasting and intense prayer, getting ready for the feast of St. Michael, the archangel. And uh, this happened on the feast of the East on or right around the feast of the exaltation of the cross when he received the stigmata. He was up there and he was... He was already really wanting to be drawn more into the life of Jesus, especially in, in Jesus' own sufferings. Uh, and he, he was there, and he has a vision of an angel, a vision of an angel approaching him, a six-winged angel. And he was so moved by this angel, so so moved by the beauty of this angel approaching him. He was filled with intense joy, but he also noticed that the angel was crucified. He was nailed to a cross. And so this also caused Francis great sorrow, great pain. And he has these mixed emotions as he's uh, seeing this angel approaching him. Joy over the angel's beauty, but also great sorrow over the angel being crucified. He didn't understand the meaning of this. And then as the angel left him, it was then that he noticed his wrists and his feet seemed to be pierced with nails. And on his side, there was a large wound as if pierced by a sword. Francis had received this profound participation in Christ's suffering on Good Friday. Uh, and, And this continued for the rest of his life where uh, he, he had these marks in his body, blood coming out, and he tried to hide it many times from, from, his, from his peers for the, for the remaining two years of his life. Uh, but yet he had this profound experience. What is this all about? Why might a saint like Francis be given the stigmata? Well, I think we could turn to this and think of it as, a, again, a deeper participation in the suffering of Jesus Christ. One passage we can think of is from... St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 24, we see that St. Paul talks about how in his flesh he was making up what was lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. Now, what but Paul is talking about here, what, what does he mean? I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Well, I thought Jesus' sufferings on the cross were, were perfect, that they, they were enough to atone for the sins of, of all the world. What could possibly be lacking in the afflictions of Christ? Well, nothing. A Christ's f- sacrifice is perfect. But what, he, what Paul is talking about here is how in the mystical body of Jesus Christ, 
in the church. Jesus leaves room for us Christians, his disciples, to share in his suffering, to participate in his suffering. Remember, Jesus invites all disciples to take up their cross and follow him. We're all called to live lives that are going to be conformed to the Paschal mystery, the mystery of Jesus's passion, death, and resurrection. This is what what, what all of our lives are are meant for. In fact, St. John Paul II often said this, Christ reveals man to himself. Christ reveals man to himself. What does that mean? It means the son of God took on human flesh to show us how great we're meant to be. We are made to live our lives in total self-giving, to make our lives a total gift of love to God and to the people God has placed in our lives. That's what we're made for. And that will oftentimes take on the form of sacrifice, self-denial, radical generosity, suffering, the cross. And Jesus shows us uh, what true love is, the greatness, the greatness of our humanity, what we're called to. He shows us this most especially in his own passion and death. And we're all called to participate in that. And so Jesus leaves room in his church. He leaves room in his mystical body, the church, for us to participate in that suffering of, of, of his own life so that then we can be more conformed to him and then through our sufferings, bring others closer to Jesus. And we do nothing on our own. All of our acts and sacrifices and uh, act, uh, little sufferings that we endure, those would mean nothing on their own. But through their union with Jesus Christ, they take on redemptive value. That's what St. Paul means when he's writing in Colossians 1.24. I think what we can see then is uh, Saint Fra- someone like St. Francis... He's being drawn into the sufferings of Christ in a deeper way so that he can offer his life more and great love as an expression of love for souls here on earth. But what relevance does this all have for our lives? I think that's an important question for us to ask here. You know, think about this. You know, sometimes I think people on the outside of our Catholic church and maybe even some of us within the Catholic faith, we hear about these radical stories of the saints like the stigmata and we could think this is like, you know, a Catholic freak show. (laughs) You know, we got these crazy things happening to these saints. What's this all about? I want to turn our attention to how this is actually something very beautiful. Uh, And I think that it's not like a freak show on the side. This is actually something that is revealing something very profound going on in the life of St. Francis himself. You see, Francis himself was already deeply united with Jesus. He already was conforming his life to the cross in in a most profound way. He didn't need these physical marks on his body to be united with Jesus. He already was so profoundly united with the cross. This was like an external, maybe external manifestation of what was going on interiorly. Yes, it was an even deeper participation in in the sufferings of Jesus, but 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 Francis already had this going on in his soul. And I want to share with you something from uh, one commentator that that I read recently. He said, so often we are people who judge from the exterior, how someone dresses, how or what someone speaks, where someone lives, what someone does, and so on. Yet as the scriptures continually remind us, God judges what is on the inside and in our hearts. And I think that's what's important here for us as we're thinking about the stigmata, not just to look at this from the outside, but see it as maybe pointing to something deeper in Francis's life 
that was going on on the inside, something that should be going on in all of our lives on the inside. The commentator goes on and says, the feast of the stigmata, by the way, the Franciscans, they celebrate the feast of the stigmata of St. Francis on September 17th. September 17th, which the church as a whole celebrates as the feast of Robert Bellarmine. I found this out today. This was really exciting. I didn't know this. My, one of my sons has his middle name is Francis. So we, we have Francis as a great patron for him. And he was born, guess what day? September 17th. I had no idea that it was the feast of the stigmata of St. Francis. So there's an extra connection for him here. But listen to what this commentator goes on to say. He says, the feast of the stigmata is a celebration of a Christian life lived as fully and authentically as possible. The grace that was given to Francis was not some random burden or some freak sideline show. Uh, it is a visual and corporal representation of what only God can typically see, a baptized man who lived fully as fully as he could, bearing the resemblance of Christ. I love that. I'm going to read that again to you. What happened to Francis is not some random burden or some freak sideline show, sideshow. It is a visual and corporal representation of what only God can typically see, a baptized man who lived as fully as he could, bearing the resemblance of Christ. That's beautiful. You know, again, and what God sees, what all the angels and saints in heaven see in our soul, uh, that's what really matters the most. And what happened in Francis and other saints in terms of their participation in Christ's suffering through the stigmata, think of it as, again, this, this visible external manifestation of something that was already interiorly going on within them. They already were conforming their lives to Christ. And the commentator concludes, he says, on this feast day, this Feast of Francis's Stigmata, I invite all people to look within and see how each of us does or does not bear the marks of Christ in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Perhaps we won't receive the marks of Christ in the form of five wounds, but we could certainly and should certainly make visible the presence of Christ in every other way. That's beautiful. I think that that really gets to the heart of the message of the stigmata. We shouldn't get so focused on like, a, like it's a Catholic circus. Wow, look at all these things that happened and these saints, you know, they had the stigmata, they had these marks on their soul, blood was coming out of their body. Yeah, okay, that's amazing what God did there. But what's more amazing is what God was doing in the soul of Francis and what God wants to do in your soul and my soul. He wants all of us to be more conformed to his passion death and resurrection. He wants us in our words to bear the marks of Jesus. Do you bear the marks of Jesus in your words? Are there times where you hold back your tongue when you might want to complain? You know, oh, I'm too cold or I'm too hungry. Why did this person treat me this way? Do you hold back? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a form of self-denial. That's like a, an interior spiritual kind of stigma you can think of it as. You know, do, 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 do your words bear the mark of Christ filled with joy and love and self-denial? Do, do your actions, do your actions bear the mark of Christ? That's more important than a, a body bearing the mark. Do your actions bear the mark of Jesus Christ? Do you practice self-denial? 
with your spouse? Are you patient with people that, that may hurt you? Uh, are you generous when someone calls for extra attention and care? Do your words, do your actions, do your thoughts bear the mark of Christ? Let's live the message of the stigmata in our daily lives. Most of us, I'm sure here, are, are never going to have that physical manifestation of the stigmata in our on, on our bodies. But can we bear the mark of Jesus more profoundly and be ever more conformed to Jesus's cross in our daily lives. That's the message of the stigmata for St. Francis and all the saints. May they all pray for us and God bless you. Thanks for listening to the special edition of All Things Catholic recorded last year in the Tuscan countryside. If you'd like to learn more about my pilgrimages to Italy, I'm announcing my Rome Assisi pilgrimage for 2019. It's going to be May 20th through 28th in 2019. You can learn more about that on my website at edwardsri.com, or you can reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless.